Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. In the past few days, there have been a number of bishops demanding that Francis correct either the German bishops or are accusing him of engaging in egregious acts of duplicity regarding the treatment of Cardinal Zen. And while these bishops are making those statements, Francis is continuing to hammer traditional Catholics. He acts as if there isn't anything more important going on in the world than the opinions of a small but growing group of Catholics in the U.S., France, and the U.K., mostly. Let's get a real picture of what is going on by looking at all these stories in tandem, because they paint a really good picture of what is going on in the church today. Let's start with Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, who penned a letter on the treatment of Cardinal Zen by Francis. As you probably heard, Cardinal Zen was taken into custody by the authorities of his country for what appears to be, at least in the eyes of most people, spurious charges. Though in all honesty, they're actually probably true, given his work with pro-democracy groups. His works with those groups is an established fact, and it's in the public record. Not that it justifies what happened to him, to be clear, but the Vatican's response was that they are monitoring the situation, because of course they are. That is about as much any of us expected out of the rotten fruit in Rome. Vigano issued a letter that I can't put on YouTube about the situation, but I'll quote him here. He accuses Francis of engaging in serious duplicity in his treatment of Cardinal Zen. Vigano describes the long list of Vatican diplomatic failures, their collusion with the enemies of the church and enemies of all mankind, and how this points to a festering wound in the mystical body of Christ. He then closes the letter with this, quote, The wisdom and prudence of Vatican diplomacy, a precious legacy of centuries of experience that was once admired by all the chanceries of the world, is today under the guidance of Pietro Perolin, but a distant memory. Courtly interests, economic profits, and criminal connivances all shamelessly prevail right now before the eyes of both God and men. The faithful look on scandalized at the transformation of the Holy See into a den of thieves. See Luke chapter 19, verse 46. I exhort my brothers, bishops, and priests, as well as faithful laity, to support his eminence with prayer, expressing your closeness and solidarity with him at this difficult time. May the trials to which Cardinal Zen is being subjected merit from heaven that reward which the Lord has promised to all those who serve the Holy Church with fidelity and who remain steadfast in the faith, without allowing themselves to be contaminated by the spirit of the world. End quote. The Holy See is a den of thieves, according to Archbishop Vigano, and Cardinal Zen case clearly illustrates this, and he's absolutely correct. Where does the Vatican receive major funding from the state in question? and then acquiesced on the question of the underground church in that country, and even seated at the Amazon Synod, some of the heretic bishops that were given approval by that state. It's a remarkable betrayal of the faith to behold. Then again, Francis did signal on numerous occasions that he approves of what the German Synodal Way is up to, which is why it's a bit of a head-scratcher that Bishop Athanasius of Kazakhstan said what he did say here. From Info Vaticana, we get this. Headline, Bishop Athanasius asks the Pope to remove the, quote, wolves infiltrated in the flock in reference to the heretical German bishops. The good auxiliary bishop from Kazakhstan has publicly asked Francis to use his power to remove the German bishops running the synod from their episcopal offices. And Francis can do that, though it has rarely been done. He has good reason to, as the bishops of Germany are leading a schism and apostasy away from the faith in favor of accepting and preaching the gospel of the secular world dressed up as a Catholic faith. But I doubt Francis will do anything for reasons I've already said here. But what does Bishop Athanasius have to say? 
He says that the German bishops have engaged in a mortal sin by adopting philosophies that put man at the center of religious experience instead of God at the center. Quote, during the interview, one of the questions that Carlos Esteban, the interviewer, addressed to him was about the possible schism of the German church. Esteban showed Bishop Athanasius his concern that today there are already two different churches, a situation that the auxiliary Bishop of Astania himself recognized as true and harshly criticized the blessings of Jimmy Martin Parings carried out by the German clergy. Bishop Athanasius added that the key to get out of the situation is in Rome, in the hands of the Pope, quote, who has been entrusted with the mission of watching over the faith and giving clear directions, and if necessary, warning or removing the, these wolves that are in the flock, like these German bishops who approve of these obviously heretical things. In addition, the Pope is seeing that and is not doing anything, concluded the prelate. He mentioned that what should be the main mission that the Pope should have and it is none other than confirming the brothers in the faith. After this, I believe that the church will be smaller but pure, more united and more fervent, stressed the bishop. End quote. And he's probably right. Most Catholics in the West are probably okay with what the Germans are doing. If the statistics we've seen about the adherence to the faith for most mainline Catholics are accurate at all, and I have every reason to believe that those depressing numbers are actually very accurate. Go to your typical conservative parish and you'll find a lot of people who think Jimmy Martin goes only a little too far with what he preaches. It's an indictment of the state of the church that I've seen firsthand many times. Who can forget his handling of Cardinal Whirl, who is clearly indicated as assisting Ted McCarrick avoid facing the consequences of his actions? Who can forget the handling of the Betchew case, which is ongoing, which more and more looks like Cardinal Betchew, while certainly not innocent of wrongdoing, was in many ways following Francis's instructions, which is especially interesting given Francis's preaching about the need for a poorer, more humble church. I wonder if you thought of that line while looking at the initial drafts of the Rocketman film script that the Vatican ended up partially funding. There are numerous examples of this, and often Francis turns a blind eye to the wrongdoing of prelates whom he personally agrees with. More often, he uses the antics of the worst of the bunch to make himself look like a moderate by comparison, which is what is going to happen with the German Synodal Way. I'd bet money on it. He will issue his own document at the end of the Synod of Synodality, and it'll be radical in every objective way, but will look moderate compared to what the Germans, the Australians, the Irish, some American dioceses are doing, and of course, other places in the universal church as well. And that's probably the entire point of this charade. This is why the Germans act so brazenly. Archbishop Aquila has tried intervening in the German synodal way multiple times and publicly with letters published in various Catholic outlets. And now Bishop Botzing of Germany has indicated that he will no longer be dialoguing or accompanying his critics, meaning Archbishop Aquila, as well as the other bishops who have tried and failed to intervene. The Germans will forge ahead with their wicked plans, and that is exactly what we all knew was going to happen anyway. But Francis will do nothing about this. He is too wrapped up in hammering traditional Catholics. From America Magazine, we get this headline. Pope Francis, Christians wanting to go backwards, does so much harm to the church. He said this on the Feast of Art, Lady of Fatima, by the way. Francis has a track record of taking Marian feast days and digging at trads, and I'm going to go over that for you when I revisit the Pacamama situation here in the near future. But his idea of going backwards is really what most of us want, a banishment of modernism and a restoration of the integrity of the Catholic faith. From the article, quote, wanting to go back to the way things were in the past is not Christian, Pope Francis said. 
There's a difference between wanting to go back in time and drawing inspiration from one's roots in order to move forward with Christ, he said. Looking back to find inspiration is good because, quote, without roots, we cannot progress, he said. But to go in reverse is to go back in order to have a form of defense, a safety measure that saves us from the risk of going forward, the Christian risk of carrying the faith, the Christian risk of journeying with Jesus Christ. The Pope spoke May 13th to people taking part in an international conference on moral theology sponsored by Rome's Pontifical Gregorian University and the Pontifical John Paul II Theological Institute for Marriage and Family Sciences. The conference, May 11th to 14th, focused on pastoral practices, life experience, and moral theology, a Morris Laetitia between new communities and new paths, as a part of a deeper exploration of Pope Francis's 2016 exhortation on the family. Now, the document can help guide the church's pastoral practice. He said there is a risk right now, which does so much harm to the church, of wanting to turn back, either out of fear or because of lack of ingenuity or a lack of courage, end quote. He also smeared Thomistic philosophy, at least the understanding of it the traditional Catholics have, which is the understanding of it that the church always had throughout history, meaning that what the church presented as Thomism, he smeared that. He called it a decadent Thomism, and that the real Thomism is found in Amoris Laetitia. Yeah, he said that, quote, One example, he said, of returning to the past in the field of moral theology is the casuistry, that is, the practice of setting general laws on the basis of a few exceptional cases, or using a form of reasoning that is legalistic and stripped of God's love and mercy. The Pope said casuistry was the foodstuff of his and his generation's studies in moral theology, and even though it is now outdated, this decadent Thomism can still be resurrected and disguised with proposals of what one can or cannot do. Amoris Laetitia, he said, is an example of the living doctrine of St. Thomas Aquinas. The saint taught that there are factors, such as ignorance, that might diminish the culpability of an objectively sinful act. The Pope said this approach helps us move forward taking risks, but in obedience. And this is not easy. End quote. Ah, yes, that deeply Thomistic document, Amoris Laetitia which resulted in the first dubia in the known history of the church that was never responded to by the sitting pontiff, a document widely cited now by the modernists to push the envelope and further secularizing the church's moral teaching. Such a statement is almost certainly designed to get a reaction out of his real intended audience, that's you and me, and the more high-profile traditional voices. And while at work that I'm covering it, I doubt anyone else will pay him much heed, and I doubt that they'll notice that I covered it, all things considered. We've come to expect nothing less from Francis the Great and Merciful than just more attacks on traditionalists on Marian feast days. So what did you think of all this? Is Vigano right in calling out the Vatican's treatment of Cardinal Zen and the silence they've displayed since the events surrounding him happened last week? Is Bishop Athanasius simply going through the motions of demanding Francis act publicly before a rebuke of some kind is issued by him and perhaps some of his allies? Let me know in the comments what you expect to see next on, on all of this. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.